Surprise episode time. DJ LeMayhew to the Yankees. Archie Bradley to the Phillies. We got news to discuss. going on everybody welcome to talking baseball thank you very much for hanging out with us for a little bit on this friday afternoon as we have a little bit of some surprise signings we got archie bradley going to the phillies we got dj lemayhew going to the yankees we almost had brad hand going to the mets that got pulled away from us jose martinez goes to the mets and uh, it's arbitration day, so there's a lot of stuff coming. It's kind of boring, but a lot of guys are just remaining with their clubs for a new price. My name is Jimmy. Jake is sitting next to me. We got Trevor Ploof out in California waking up early for the surprise app. Bug Bug Dude behind the dish producing. Here we go. Trev, when did you uh, find out about the news? Did you wake up real early to this? It was like 6 a.m. our time. Yeah, I I saw the text from Kyle and it was it was it wasn't finalized yet. There was no numbers. It was a nearing completion type thing, and I knew, I knew it was gonna come today. Surprise episode, all that good stuff. I knew you guys were gonna be in a great mood. I knew I was gonna have to temper all of your expectations a little bit, but uh, here we are. I'm excited to talk about it. We got actually a text flax last flax. night saying. Be ready to have a late night today. Yesterday, they said be ready for a late night. So we thought this news was coming tonight, came this morning. But we were a little prepped for it. We didn't know. We thought it could be Kluber. There's been some Kluber Yankees rumors circling. There's a lot of Kluber cir- rumors circling right now. But we're not talking about that yet until he signs with the Yankees later today. Yeah, man, it's exciting. I got, I got the DJ text uh, like you boys about 6.30 in the morning. Was about to Peloton, decided not to. Uh, I still had time to. Oh, but it's a new but, day, you know? Yeah, like the, my day changed. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure I'll do it later, but. No, it's kind of like when there's a snow day, but school isn't canceled, but you're not going to listen. Right. Because it's snowing outside. Right. And your whole mind is different. You've got one buddy who's got the mom who's like not going to let their kid go in the snow anyways because it's kind of dangerous. So yeah, you're like, yeah. if he's not, if he's here, not even coming, I'm not, I'm not even going to show up. Yeah, exactly. At yeah. all. Yeah, we are live for everyone today. Adoni Batista already in the chat throwing paper because he's the man. Exciting, exciting. Now we just Trevor, Jake, and I just recorded talking Yanks. That's where we get all our Flushed Yankees fanhood Fan bias excitement out. And even that episode, Trev, I opened up with this needed to happen. It's very exciting. We got news that DJ is going to the Yankees. It doesn't make this Yankees team better than last season's Yankees team because he was on last, so it's not like a game changer. But for the organization, if they lost him, that's kind of a game changer in the wrong direction. So the fact that they brought him back is is good, just like organizationally, like, oh, my God, we're like not crumbling idiots now. We retain him. But obviously the Yankees need to make a lot more moves. Um, so, you know, we have tempered. There's a lot going on, and, and they still need pitching. Like I said last episode, they have no – pitchers besides call that you can 100% trust. So there's a lot to talk. Do we want to do DJ first? Cause he's kind of the bigger topic and Let's then we'll do, do Archie and then we'll do. Let's get uh, Trevor. You and I have discussed on talking Yanks and, and we are part of it. Trevor Plouffe, the mic is yours. 
No, I'm excited for Yankees fans. You guys should be excited, although this was inevitable. I mean, we talked about this at length. There wasn't a lot of suitors. That doesn't mean that DJ is not a good player. It doesn't mean that he's not worth the money he got. It just meant that there weren't a lot of suitors. There's not a lot of teams spending money. We've seen that this offseason. You know, three or four teams have been involved in the free agency this year. And like you're saying, if the Yankees didn't bring him back, I mean, are they the Yankees anymore? No, really, no, really no. That, it would have been a big, big hit to, like, the ego of Yankees uh, or, like, the idea of the organization. I, I said this on Talking yeah. Yanks, but Ryan Rucco, who comes on a lot, and you might know him from either baseball or he calls a lot of NBA games, he, uh, he, he gave, like, a pretty passionate speech where he's like, DJ LeMay has been the best player for the New York Yankees for two years, and they haven't, like, won anything. So if you're just moving on from him, that's a terrible look. So as that that weird Yankee pride that you partially hate, Trev, we are feeling a little of that today. I'm happy for you guys. And I'm happy for DJ because, you know, he came to New York on a pretty team-friendly deal. Prove it deal. And proved himself. Yeah. And got, and got the big payday, dude. Like, this is what you work for. You know, he got the bag. You know, maybe this is his second bag, I guess. But this is the real one. And he should be excited. He he seemed to thrive when he got there. I think he likes the park, the way it plays for him offensively is great. Um, but he also, to me, you know, when you think of New York, you're like, oh, can this guy handle the the bright lights? Can he be in the spotlight? DJ's perfect for it because he doesn't care about all that stuff. I think that's what you guys love most about him is yeah. like it doesn't affect him. He goes about his business and does what he does. A lot of people that we've talked to uh, with the Yankees say it actually – does affect him in the good way. Like he likes being held to the burner every game. Like he he likes that in that intense mode is where he like likes being. He doesn't like it seems like he's like nonchalant, don't care, but it's actually he's like intense all the time. Uh like really care. So and he's he's got a lot of quotes, but a lot of that is fan service as well. I want to go over the deal because people that are listening to this and might just not. before that, it's it's funny we always come across this. But what speaks in New York is either hyper flash, your Reggie Jackson, or your anti flash, your Paul O'Neill, DJ LeMahieu, and he is anti flash, the, the yeah. antithesis of that. If that word's right, what speaks is numbers, productivity, mm. and he's done that. He's yeah. been the guy. It's very true. Results. Uh the deal, if you are, if it, you know, this is the first you're hearing of it and you're coming for information, thanks for using SS News. It's a six year deal for $90 million. Now, let me walk through the process and how this came to be and why it's a win for both sides a little bit for people that don't know. And I, Trev, obviously want to hear your opinion on this. Um, DJ wanted big money, he wanted close to $100 million. The Yankees' main priority is the luxury tax, which Trev, totally separate conversation. It should not be the main priority. It sucks that it's the main priority, but it exists. That's the world they're playing in right now. They did not want to take a big hit. They only have $25 million of wiggle room um, before they hit that, that luxury tax number. So they wanted the annual a- average annual value down, the AAV for short. I don't know why they do that, not just say per year. They wanted the yearly short. So the Yankees offered DJ... Four years, seventy-five was kind of the the what got reported the first offer. He took that and shopped it around, and we just found out that the Blue Jays actually offered slightly more. They offered him four years, seventy-eight million. If these numbers are accurate, he came back to the Yankees and said, "Hey, this is what they got. This is what what I got." And the Yankees said, "Hey, like we 
we can give you more money, but we can't do it in four years. If you want 80 to $90 million, we need to stretch it over six years because we can't take the yearly hit to pay you 20 or whatever it is. So they agreed there. So, you know, I told Yankees fans, you have to think about this as the Yankees are paying him for the first four years. Um, and all the money goes to those four years. If whatever he does in year five and six, they're going to kind of look at it as like gravy because they they got less money per year. The Yankees have done this with a lot of players. A-Rod, they straight up ate the rest of his contract. Ellsbury, they straight up ate the rest of his contract. Chase Headley had a ton of money. They traded him away in a cash dump to the Padres. So if they need to do that, if they need to trade DJ as a cash dump or they just need to make him the backup utility player when he's 37, 38 years old, they're saying, you know what, but we got those four years, hopefully, that we feel fine about it now. That's kind of I, the way this contract breaks down, the way I see it. Interested to Trev if you see it that way or disagree, uh, but that's, I think, the gist of it. Yeah, I think we're going to have to see what the details are. You know, that's kind it's of a straight vague up. thing. It's it's straight up. We, we've been told by oh, a pretty good source it's 15 per year straight up. Straight up. No opt-ins, no, no opt-outs, no funny business, just straight up. That's surprising to me, to be to honest. To us with as you. well. I was also surprised by that, but we we were told that that's what it is. You know, I I think like you were saying, it is you know a win win for both sides. The Yankees they do want to stay under the threshold. I understand that teams are trying to do that. It's not a cap, so they are they can spend as much money over it as they want. But teams uh, tend to use it as a soft cap. Uh, but DJ, yeah, he wanted his number. I told you guys, this is like his. This is his payday, man. Like, get as much money as you want, as you can. He doesn't care about the years. He's not saying, "Well, the AAV is only fifteen million." He's looking at that guaranteed chunk of change. And like you're saying, it year five and six, like there's no guarantee he's going to be a Yankee or even playing baseball. I hope he is. I hope he's still doing it, and you know he's figured out how to work his body, and he's able to play into his late thirties. That'd be great for everybody involved. But I, I do agree that they are. You know, they're looking for these next three, four years to be very, very productive. And then with a guy like DJ, he's a groomer, man. Like you can, you're young guys being around a guy like DJ that make you, that counts for something. And that is worth money. It's worth a lot of damn money. You know, player development is a huge thing. And then when you get to the big leagues, learning how to be a big leaguer uh, and a successful one uh, at that, DJ can help these young guys out. So I, I think it's, it's a win-win all the way around. Um, who knows about the Blue Jays offer and all the other offers? Like that's a lot of agent speak and hearsay and reporters who work for the agents, uh, blah blah blah. But I think in the end, both sides are happy, and the Yankees fans are happy. Yeah, it's I, I mean it's big time rumor mill with that agent stuff. We've heard a lot of different things come out, and you never know if it's angling for the next thing or not. Uh, yeah, the the AAV thing is interesting, and I think we we. You know, look back at Liam Hendricks earlier this week. He got a last year on his contract that the White Sox said, we don't care if you pitch <laughs> for us or not, and we're going to give you 15 mil a year. So I, I think the Yankees are somewhat viewing the DJ thing the same way. I mean, you know, what production do you really think you're going to get out of a 39-year, any 39-year-old? And we'll we'll see how DJ's tools uh, evolve as he gets older. Me and Jimmy I wanna post, dis- I wanna disagree post a little bit, and, and we'll get your thoughts Whoa, on it, Trip, But A little bit. Because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of spin yeah, zoning no, here. No, it's it's it, it's not significant. I would think but the the Yankees have had players whose whose skill set diminished like crazy in these high thirty contracts. A Rod Ellsbury, DJ's not really a power hitter. 
He does, this is the caveat that Jake said, he does hit the ball hard. Like, his skill is exit velo. But he's he's a gap-to-gap, line-to-line hitter, and he can move over to first base or third, and he's never, speed isn't his game. So I think, you know, there is a chance that his his skill may not diminish as bad as if it's an outfielder or a shortstop second base power hitter. Uh, I am just kind of spin-zoning myself into this to be a little more happy. Do you have your phone by your mic at all, Trev? There's oh wait, a little feedback. Do you hear feedback? I do not. Oh, does the audience hear feedback? I think they do. I think if Trev does a quick unplug replug, that's the thing I think it is because looking at levels. All right, a little unplug replug on your mic, Trev. Sorry, Daddy Trev, we love you. But if you don't hear it, it's probably your mic. And yeah, well, uh, you know, you can start doing turkey math. Something we love on here is the, you know, in your head, are you mentally paying? You know, are the Yankees saying, you know, DJ's worth twenty five million this year or thirty million this year, and it'll be worth twenty five million the next and twenty, and then by the end of it, you know, DJ LeMahieu might be worth <laughs> little to nothing. But to stay, I the thing that does have us really jazzed up, uh, Trevor, is because I I started Did Trevor answer the the the. How do you think? How the, do you think his tools are going to to continue, Trev? I don't know, man. You know, it just people age differently. You know, you're talking about him hitting the ball hard. He probably swings the ball. He swings the bat hard. You know, like, is his bat speed going to stay there? Like, is he going to be able to adjust to, you know, what pitchers are going to be able to do to him, living higher up in the zone, all that? Like, probably the next couple of years, he's going to be the same guy. And um, he's seems to me like he's a guy that can make adjustments. I don't see him like falling completely off a cliff. Do I see him putting up MVP three seasons? Probably not. Probably you know, not. maybe in the next couple of years, yeah, he could absolutely do that again. But you know, as he ages, things just they just get a little bit harder, and that's going to be up to the Yankees to figure out. Okay, how can we make like what can we do to make it easier on him? Like, can we platoon him? Can we? Given the off days that he needs so his body can recuperate, I think they'll be able to do a good job with that. I think the way teams look at players now and they understand the age curve and they're able to prepare for that. So I wouldn't put it past the Yankees to have a plan already in place. I look, okay, we'll see where you're at in, in three years and then this is what we want to do with you. And that could involve DHing, first base, like you said. Um, he could be essentially like I, I was referencing before those latter years of his contract. He's a, he's gonna be also like a hitting coach and um, just a, a mentor figure. Well, like this this works out for everybody involved. I, I really think it does. I like that. Uh, yeah. Where were you going? That that Stan Stan might have that DH spot plug, but DJ, DJ, if you guys don't watch a lot of Yankees game, he has looked good at third and and at first base too. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it develops. Uh, what's got us jazzed up, Trev, is is that fifteen million per. Uh, we started dreaming wow. earlier in the week that. You know, what kind of funny business were they going to get into? I was wondering if they were going to do, like, Strasburg style, maybe do 15 this year and 25 next year or something like that. Turns out they stretched out the years, gave them a little more coin, and and that's kind of what we just talked about. So the Yankees, we think, have about 10 to 15 to 20 to play with. It kind of depends how arbitration goes with. Um, and I think our big thing is we, we, we'd like one starting pitcher, one relief pitcher. Um 
I don't know. You know, it's that face you just made doesn't excite us, and we we went through on talking Yanks. We we went, we went through, through the gambit. We yeah, yeah. we named every pitcher. We went from Tyone to Kluber to Tanaka to everyone. Quintana, uh, Hendricks, and you name it, we got it. The big uh, thing is with with the DJ signing that they were the Yankees weren't going to make a single move until the DJ thing either happened or it didn't happen. Now knowing the AAV, it's either okay. Are we giving DJ twenty to twenty? Five million a year because that that dams up the rest of this offseason. It's closed off. That's what the Yanks are doing. That's all. Fifteen kind of opens the dam a little bit. Let's creak it down and, and we'll see what flows in. I think Cash is probably now trying to go make a trade because he loves making trades. Yes. Um, yes. And then he'll look to the free agent market. But if you want to hear like fully mine and Jake's thoughts and theories and yeah. joke ideas and real ideas, go to Talking Yanks. Trev. Kluber is the thought process now. Everyone's turning. His his workout guy, Eric Cressy, is the Yankees' head of body. Strength and conditioning. Strength and conditioning guy. That's what it is. Head of body. Head also. of body. That's what he says. I'm the head of the bodies. Head body. I'm the head of the bodies here. All these bodies, I built all of them. That's what he I've got another say. connection, Jim, too. Who's that? Matt Blake. Matt Blake. Oh, yeah, Indians. Yankees pitching coach was in Cleveland yeah. while, while Klubot was still doing it. So there's some connected dots. The rumors are that he's going to – Kluber only wants a one-year deal, which is obvious. Klub, you're not getting a two-year deal. Kind of crazy that the reports are framed that way. They're saying like six to eight mil, Trev. That's too high for me to take a, a flyer on Kluber. Do you have any thoughts on, on Kluber or targets for the Yankees or let's wrap up the Yankees part of this show? Let's wrap it up. You know, I think what you're saying is true. Cashman, man, he's going to have to go out there and explore the trade market. Um, expendable guys, in my opinion, for the Yankees. I think that you're going to be looking at Clint. You know, Clint could be a guy that they look to trade. I also think maybe they're going to look to maybe look some, excuse me, look to move some money off the books as well. So I don't really know the that would be that would be like Ottavino or, or Gary, but Gary's got no value. Um, yeah, Ottavino's twenty mil, I think. So. That would be him. Ottavino's making no. twenty. No, no, no. 10. Just say, ten. Ten. I nine. Think. Nine. So it was it was Ottavino plus Gary got to twenty or something like that. There's I some... don't think either of those guys should go. So maybe maybe they're going to look for a straight trade. I don't know what kind of prospects they have coming up. If you're looking, I I think Clint is a is a great trade piece for them. Like he had a solid if, year if last they, year. If they moved, and this is just I, I think both of our Yankee opinion with what Clint did last year and his pedigree. If they're moving him, it would have to be a very significant piece, especially with the trade market. I mean, he's got a lot of control left. And with um, how injury-ridden the Yankees like outfield we're is. We're thinking, and this is a friend of the pod, Jamison Tyone, who's coming off surgery. He's making two two five next year. People aren't sure what he's about. We could see the Yankees doing a couple lower-level prospects for him. Um, I don't know. This, this trade market has been interesting this year. We saw the big money starting pitchers go with not the biggest returns. I see Cashman with with the money left over. I think he would rather take a flyer on Tyone than spend six million on Kluber or eight million on Jose Quintana. You guys are gonna hate what I'm about to say right now. I love it, and then let's go to Archie Bradley. <laughs> yeah, okay. you're gonna hate this. But I've mentioned it before on this show. Here we go. Chris Archer. What's up with Luke Voigt? No, I mean, he's the best. He's he's, he's the highest value he's ever going to be right now. Yeah, but he's also, but that's why you got to keep him. He's not making any money. So he's. uh, And, but he's also been the best performing first baseman, top five performing first baseman while healthy since he got the everyday job. 
You can't yes. you, you can't move up. You can't cheap. But he's really cheap. So like obviously, you know, it's not like he's blocked. Like he's the starting first base. So no. Unless they really want to move DJ to first and Glaber to short and, and bring someone in, maybe next year you can do that for I, I'll I, say it's not this, an option. Like, they, again, that's like that's the the way they the way if DJ didn't come back, you know, and we're saying that's not the Yankees, them moving on from Voight right now, like a stud at first base, that's not the Yankees. We would be sad for a week. It would be a dick punch, and then Jimmy would say, "Okay, Andrelton Simmons in a starting pitcher," and we'd kind of move on because that's baseball. It's also fandom. You just talk but, yourself into being happy. Yes, um, you're. Right, I'm, val- just, I'm just value just wise, at the whole picture. Value wise, you're right, but also if you're shelling out money to people, you want to keep the cheap guys, and Luke Voigt is cheap right now. Yeah, sure, sure. But if you're looking to acquire young, cheap pitching, and somebody might have a surplus in that, and looking for a power bat, I don't know. Look. I think the Yankees are in a good position. They got to find pitching. DJ was the priority. They got that done. Now they need to focus on pitching because, like you guys are saying, like he doesn't make them a World Series contender alone. You got to fill out that rotation. The pitching needs a lot of help. They need help. Yeah. So you know, I think look, Cash obviously had a plan, and he wasn't going to bid against himself. They figured a way to get all sides happy, and now it's time to turn his attention to. The free agent pitching market or the trade market, whatever it may be. Yeah, And one reliever came off the board already, and that was Archie Bradley, who goes to the Phillies, a team with like, I mean, at one point last year, the Phillies had the worst bullpen historically in ERA yes. uh, since like the dawn of time. They need a lot of help. They also, I mean, don't don't forget, they did trade for Alvarado from the Rays, which is an under-the-radar move because if that dude's healthy, he can be a, a big piece. Um, they have Neris. Now they have Bradley. And Alvarado, it's looking better than last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they go grab more people. But let's talk a little bit about this Archie Bradley contract and all that. Do you have it in front of you or memorized? Uh, it was one year six. One year six, Archie Bradley, that's that's kind of what he was expected to get. What did the Reds have to give him in arbitration? It was it was expected to be I'm one for six. Um, so, again, it gets into that fickle category. Could the Reds have flipped him for a low-level prospect if you start playing that game? Who really cares? Uh, it's fun. I was having fun with it uh, yesterday because the the Phillies were historically bad last year, um, and yeah, they've they've got a couple pieces now. Alvarado, I like that as a flyer, a guy with all the arm talent in the world. He's coming off a of big surgery. The Rays just threw him into the postseason to see what he had. Um, it, I had a ton of Phillies people tweeting at me about Connor Brogdon, go twirl it, kid. You'd still like to see them get another body or two <laughs> uh, to to get back to where they were. But I like Archie Bradley, man. I mean, he's a guy who can throw two innings if you need it. Uh, we've seen him close. We've seen him set up. Um, you know, He makes your bullpen better. Philly is going to need him to get a lot of outs. And, hey, there's, there's a world where he can do that. I mean, Archie Bradley's been a, a good baseball player. You ever take him yard, Trev? See in the book? I, I don't know if I faced him or not. I'm, I was just trying to look at who else the Phillies okay. have. Uh, one of the guys, you mentioned Daenerys. Um, he kind of been up and down, but when he's right, he's really good. Uh, Alvarado clearly has, like you were saying, all the arm talent in the world. Archie's another guy. He, he's got Velo. They need Velo. I read a stat they threw. You, you never faced him. 400 pitches over 95 miles an hour, and the Dodgers threw like 900 and something pitches over 95 miles an hour in the bullpen. So like they need to catch up in the velo department. Archie will help them do that. 
Another guy they have, um, can't forget about him, is Sir Anthony Dominguez. And now I think he had surgery when last year. He had TJ. I think it was mid to late summer. So I I don't know. It, it might be tight for the end of the year. I don't think they can bank I think on. It him. was last. I think that was like we got to look. I'm trying to f- uh, find it right now. BBD, if you could look it up when he had his surgery. But that guy is a stud when he's healthy. Who's this? So they're starting to they're starting to get the pieces together. They need the bullpen. I still think this could be a really good team. They he had like it a in lot June. of they need the pitching. Or no, July. In July he had it yeah. this year? Ah, shit, man. So, it'd be tight. Be tight for yeah, the end of the year. Yeah, it, it ain't happening. You need, you need that full, like, 18 months. Yeah. Jake, who are Phillies fans tweeting you about? Connor Brogdon? Connor Brogdon season, baby. Get on. The train is leaving the station. Um, And, hey, a reminder to our Talking Baseball fans, you guys know your team better than us because I, uh, don't have the full scouting report on Conbrog. Uh, well, his debut went a little rough against the Baltimore Orioles. 1.13 earned runs. Then he, he bounces down. back. Yeah, he yeah. bounced back with scoreless. He had a clean September. Um, Cobro six, season. Six, you know, clean September, six appearances, zero earned runs. Just, you know, so they're holding on to that September. They also remember they have Spencer Howard, who people were all over. He was the talk of the town in spring training. Didn't have a great 2020. Um, so they got some pieces coming. And this, it's interesting to me is like this is like a team with personality. You know, they already have Harper. They got um, adding Archie Bradley to it. Like this is, I think, is that good for Philly? Is it bad for Philly? I, I, I don't know. I don't. I guess they probably don't care. They just want those bullets that he's got. So they need to keep going. Hey, uh, G- Girardi's good when he has relievers to organize and utilize. So go get him more pieces because you gave him nothing last year. Kind of like no. Girardi. Girardi strength is bullpen, and they gave him the worst ever. And he was like, guys. Yeah, and right now, Trev, I still really like their team. That that lineup can go with anyone, man. On on any Bring given day. Bring back Real Mudo. S- Spencer Howard. Uh, he's right now penciled into the back end of the rotation. It would be interesting if they had him as a little flex piece, little bullpen starting action if they need it. So yeah, they need a little more pitching. Doesn't every team? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm more excited to see how the Real Mudo sweepstakes plays out at this point. I I still think it's Phillies and the Nats. Which either way, this NL East man is gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a disaster. This team might end up in last place in that division. And they're a pretty damn good team with a hefty payroll. They got young studs, established people. Like this, just a that's going to be tough. First place and in the NL East could be eighty nine wins. I mean, Reese Hoskins, Alex Alec Baum came up and was an absolute stud last year. Right. And I mean, like I'm saying, so you you got these young guys coming up, cementing their their spot in the lineup. Obviously, you got Bryce Harper for the next thirty years. McCutcheon, you can keep going on and on. They need to bring back Rio Muto. I think it's inevitable at this point. I think it's kind that's of a staring how, contest, just like the Yankees yeah, were with. Yeah, that's how PJ. it feels to me at this point as well, but we'll see. I've got the Nats as a deep cut. Ooh. I think I think they need one more righty bat. I think they've got their rotation guys they're locked into, so Rio Muto can tie into them a little bit, and it would be a nice little twist to screw to Philly. But maybe I'm just in my own world. Always live there. Love there. Hey, uh, rewind. Back to the Yankees talk. Perfect. We were told 13 mil is left. 
Kay is saying that there's 20 mil left, which is like, if there's 20 mil left, you can go get Tanaka plus Kluber plus a reliever. If there's 20 mil left, that's a game changer. Fast forward. Okay. Next up, kind of an ancillary move here that no one really cares about. <laughs> Trevor, you would hate this tweet. Oh, no. DJ Deal is a massive win for the Yankees. In a year when they have about $35 million to spend, they inked one of the best players in baseball for $15 mil per and $20 mil for pitching. We'll break it down later. You know what's I'm, – I'm starting to think. The more and more I see this number, Liam Hendricks got $15 million a year. <laughs> a guy that's going to pitch max, what, 50 times? Yeah. 50 games? We know baseball isn't in a great spot. Strange, man. Strange times. It's a great deal for the Yankees. And DJ gets a lot of money. And there's if there's 20 mil left to spend, that's awesome. Anyway, fast forward. We're through the Archie Bradley talk. We're moving on. I have I just have a the Jose Martinez to the the Jose Martinez to the Mets deal. I I don't really truly have much on it. Um cuts to all Mets fans saying we hate Mets all the time. Because uh, I don't know how he adds in. The the one thought I have, and Trev, you said this as well, is I think all these National League teams think there's going to be a DH next year. I mean, it's a one-year deal for Jose Martinez, right? And Schwarber got a one-year deal. I think they're acting as if there's going to be a DH year round uh, in this next season. Rosenthal even, he guessed, he said, like, it's my hunch. What was the phrasing Rosenthal used that? There's going to be a DH in the I think NL. He said as well. my belief or something like that, which Ken Rosenthal doesn't just it was casually something. throw. But like, there. I mean, it seems like they're acting as if because like Jose Martinez, Schwarber can play defense. Uh, the Mets have a lot of guys moving around the already. Nets, the Nets traded for Bell and got Schwarber, which is like two real bad defensive players. Yeah, two guys you want to mix in at DH. Yes. pretty often. Ideally, yeah. Jose Martinez, career nine one five OPS versus lefties, Trev. Look, both like sides you. want it. Both sides want the DH. Mm. Now, you know, we have to remember these are two sides that don't see eye to eye, to eye a lot. So there is going to be a little sleight of hand, bargaining chips held here and there. But uh, ultimately, I think it, it is better for both sides to have the universal DH. So I think... I think we're probably looking at like a 75% chance that it happens this year and like a 100% chance it happens the following year. I would agree if with we 100%. A, if we have a season. Yeah. We're having a Don't season. I also think that because Manfred came out and said like we're playing 162, that was public, and I think privately it was like, yo, guys, start like – Making moves and stuff. We're playing. Don't with even the, don't even worry about with it. With that announcement, like we're gonna start the season on time. I uh, we think there was a little oh what, what's it the hidden ink when you write invisible something. ink. I think there was some invisible ink at the bottom that you put a little like lemon all the juice GMs on like it. Got it and they <laughs> little lemon juice start at the bottom. Moves. So, start making moves and there will be a DH this year. Yeah. Um, Jose Martinez's dad <laughs> played baseball. How about how, that? That's how it works. Carlos Martinez, six five corner infielder for Cleveland. Big boys. Big boys, the Martinez. I'm just boys. I'm just tripping out now that Liam Hendricks got fifteen million and so did DJ the Mayhew. That's Yankees fans, you should be really happy about this deal. Yeah. We were. A couple more years. A couple two tree more years, but And also 
Mets lineup is good, man. Here we go. Nimmo, McNeil, Let me just say this about your Alonzo quotes. Smith, J.D. Davis, McCann, and then Jose Martinez bouncing around whatever he does. Bauer in the rotation. It's a good lineup. What's that, Trev? Your, your team has money to spend. It's just they don't want to spend right. it. They can spend. That's. I mean, this is the DJ contract is, is a perfect um, showcase for that. They have the $90 million to spend, but they're like, okay, well, we just don't want to give it to you over this short amount of time because it gets us closer to our soft cap. Mm. These teams have money to spend. Don't let them tell you any different, okay? Deal. Liam Hedrick's got like the most of relievers gotten in a long time. So, yes, I agree with you. There's still only one good team in the AL. The The White Sox? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but now at least we have the inkling that the Yankees can go fix their pitching. Let's see what moves they make. The Rays are still good. Um, Who's number two? Seriously, seriously. Who's number two in the AL right now? The White Sox. And number one, don't say the Yankees. Come on. For me, it's the Yankees. Well, I think if you look at a lot of like lists too, Trev, obviously I'm down on the rotation, but the lineup still bangs. And regular season, I mean, they got through, what is it, 2019? They won 103 games with no pitching, like zero starters. Um, Playoff-wise, it's a much different animal. You can get through the regular season with just a bat. You go to the playoffs, and that's what the Yankees' trouble has been forever. So if you're counting like regular season best team, they might still be up there. Rays are obviously there. White Sox, Twins are obviously there. A's don't get talked about enough, and the Astros are probably – it's the same teams. It's the same teams. The White Sox have just jumped up. There's a little more offseason to happen, but, you know, yes, I am a Yankee fan. Put Bauer on the Angels and maybe they start creeping yeah, up. Yeah, I, I could get interested in that. Let me see the White Sox. The last full season the White Sox played, they were 72-89. and 89. Like, they've they've added a lot of guys and their young guys have gotten better. Let me see it over 162. Uh, the talent is there. Um, and let me see how the rest of the offseason shakes out, but... There's, there's good I mean, I agree with AL. you on that. I, I just, I don't think the AL is very strong right now. I mean, if you look at the, the teams, if you're going to name the best teams in the league, you're going to start with probably three or four National League teams before you get to any AL team. I think it's, it's still, which is shocking. I think it's still Dodgers and everyone else. I agree. Who's the next free agent to sign, Trev? Now that DJ kind of put something out there. I don't know. It, it seems to me like Nelson Cruz is going to sign with the Twins at any second. Like that's what I think, but but, that, but again, they probably don't have to rush it. Uh, I know they're doing all the arbitration stuff today. It's, it kind of seems like team. This is like a high school dance where a lot of these teams have been, you know, on the wall, foot one foot up on the wall, mm. the other foot down, and then they hear the DJ say, "This is the last song of the night," and they're going to be rushing. They'll get a dance. I miss that feeling, man. And don't ever forget, guys, if you're at a dance and they start playing the song Last Dance, it's not a slow song. Last it Dance. It starts managing. slow, and then you got to know how to really dance. I made that mistake when I was like. Over, under, two and a half, how many times did Jake come in his pants at a middle school dance? Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, snap. No one has a single oh, guess? Grinding away on the dance floor? Zero. There was a kid in our high school that his uh, his nickname was the Sheriff because he did that quickest shot in town. Yeah. I was going to say over, just so you know. Uh, close in a pool once. Um, I don't know. I could see 
Springer's got to happen at some point. Who the hell are the Blue Jays going to sign? The Blue Jays want to give someone money so bad. Odorizzi, yeah, Paxton. So Odo, your guy, Trev? I better have the scoop. I've been telling him. <laughs> been telling him. Love Trevi on the beat. Archer? speed up, man. Trev, when are you going to get your sources? Come on. Where's Archer going? Where's Odo going? They haven't. I mean, look, I've been talking to these guys, and it's been slow. You know? There's only four or five teams spending money. Sure. We talked about this. All right. Well, hopefully we get more to come. This was a very impromptu episode. Obviously, we did get some stuff to talk about. Hopefully, we get another one tomorrow or Sunday or whatever. If we don't, we'll be back on Tuesday. Tuesday and Thursday is the regular schedule for talking baseball. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. If you're itching for more talk on all this news, obviously, talking Yanks, we have full Yankees opinion and, and how this affects the Yankees and more full conversation, more excitement, more bias, clearly. There's also Pinstripe Strong, another Yankees podcast on the network, and they're they're probably dancing and singing songs and having a ton of fun, uh, a lot of energy. Mansplained Baseball elsewhere, they may be throwing some chat out there. They want a signing. They want a signing. They they want the Braves to do something. So we got, a lot of, we got a lot of baseball talk on the network if you're itching, uh, itching for more. We appreciate you hanging out with us today, and have a fantastic weekend, everyone. Enjoy it. Goodbye. It's up to me to play the outro, outro music, music, which I have not done. So I will continue to talk. And here we go. Thanks, Deep guys. Deep dive on Alex Wood Monday. Heavy.